There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. The New World Order, that has such a different tone these days. Because look what is happening in the world. It is getting very, very interesting. And, you know, we have Pelosi in Taiwan. We're going to talk about that a little bit today and how that deals with the unfolding global conspiracy and how Pelosi was the mechanism used by the Chinese Communist Party to give them a reason to go into Taiwan. We're going to talk about this a little bit while in a little while as well as how this potentially could be the black swan event we've all been waiting for that's going to come about and produce the massive global economic collapse and and to talk about the global economic collapse we have Dr. Kirk Elliott with us Dr. Kirk Elliott what's up my man how we doing I'm doing awesome Josh how are you I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I just uh, went camping last weekend and last week and had a blast, got a nice refresher, took a few days off, and now back to this uh, this chaos and turmoil that's occurring in the world. How are you? Well, and just uh, uh, partaking in the chaos along with you. Um, I mean, it's it's getting pretty pretty squirrely. Um, and, and how we can tell that it's really starting to make an impact in people's hearts and minds is there was a bunch of reports that came out last week, and, and multiple of those reports were confidence reports, right? So you had consumer confidence reports. You had small business confidence reports. You had the global consumer confidence report. And you had the, the confidence report for CEOs, right? So, so all of these are pretty interesting. And the consumer confidence one is, is the one that, that most people look at is like a really strong leading indicator for where the economy is headed. Because here, here's the thing. Let's let's put this into a little story here. So let's say you're in a relationship, right, with, with a spouse, with a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, and you expect that to be like your life partner. It's like 10, 20, 30, 40 years down the road. You're expecting in your mind that you're still going to be together. So how are you going to act? You're going to do everything in your in your power to invest love and invest time and invest energy into that relationship, right? Because it's going to be a long-term relationship. But let's just say that you thought, oh, man, this is over next week. Only got two weeks. I, I can't stand this person, right? And so what are you going to do? You are not going to invest time, energy, love, or support anything into that because, you know, it's kind of over. So, so confidence of future expectations is a, is a huge thing in, in how we live our lives and what we do. Well, take that and apply it to the financial world, right? So when you've got consumer confidence right now, which is actually at an all-time low, it's at an all-time low, people don't expect the, the you know domestic economy, the U.S. economy to look good down the road. They have zero confidence in it. So what is that going to mean? That's going to mean they're not going to invest very much. Because why would you invest in, let's say, your favorite stock is Apple. They make great computers, they make great phones, they have great management, and, and the economy is booming. And so, therefore, 
you're going to invest because you think your retirement assets 10, 20, 30 years down the road are in good hands, right? But if you lose confidence in the future, you're not going to invest. That's going to start driving stock prices down a lot more than what they already have because consumer confidence across the board domestically is at an all-time low. If if you were to look at the global confidence report that came out last week, it's even worse. It's, it went to the bottom of the chart. So for next month, if it goes down, they're going to have to extend the chart downward because it looks like if you were to draw a line like you were walking on top of a mountaintop and you jumped off the cliff, that's what the trend line looks like. It's like confidence is just diminishing. But what's even, what's even worse is um, small business and, and CEO reports. So small business confidence, 74% of all small business owners in America don't see a good outcome for their businesses or for the future economy. CEOs, this one's a big one because CEOs are generally, um, they have big companies. They're looking at the profit and loss statements. They're looking at the balance sheets. They're looking at revenues and income and thinking, oh, my word, we're not bringing in any revenue. And so what does that do? This is where it starts to have a trickle effect on the rest of the economy because they're seeing real numbers of real people spending, and it's not looking good. And, and, the, and the CEO confidence report, Josh, came down 15 points in one month in 30 days. So they're looking at that thinking, man, nobody's spending any money. Therefore, we're not going to hire any more people, right? So, so now we start to get a trickle from a trickle-down effect from people not spending money, confidence in the economy going, going to the pit. And then it gets even worse because they, they start to freeze hiring. Now fewer people are working, and this starts to really kind of mushroom cloud. And, and confidence is a really big factor and in people's investment philosophy, what they think of America, what is going to happen. And so if confidence is low, stock prices are ultimately going to come crashing down. To me, it's one of the biggest biggest factors of, of what we have. And you have confidence in tangible assets right now because the numbers are telling us that. The Fed last week raised rates three-quarters of a point, right? So... So let's look at this for the last three months. Three months ago, it went up a quarter of a point. Two months ago, it went up half a point. Last month, it went up three quarters of a point. This month, it went up three quarters of a point, right? So it's like, oh, my word, not only are the rates increasing that the Federal Reserve is increasing, but the, the rate of growth is accelerating, too, which tells us they don't have a grip on this thing. They don't, they don't know how to slow down inflation. Even the interest rates are increasing by by a lot, the, the speed of which they're going up. And so they don't, they don't really know how to slow this thing down. They don't even have confidence in the markets because they're grasping at straws. And um, Neil Kashkari, who's the president of the Minneapolis Fed, said, we've got a pretty big problem here of spreading inflation. So, so what does he mean by spreading inflation? He's saying wages are not keeping up with inflation. So therefore, the, the impacts of inflation are, are spreading out. Because just think about it. If your wages were the same as the inflation rate, your growth of wages was the same as the inflation rate growth, you wouldn't even know that there was inflation because your income is keeping up with it. 
But income is not keeping up with inflation right now. People are feeling the pinch even more. And that's going to, for small business owners, for mom and pops, for everybody, they're going to slow down their, their hiring because cost of goods to manufacture stuff is going up at the producer level. Cost of goods at the retail level, our final prices are going up. And then not as many people are buying, and so they're laying people off. I mean, this is the spread of inflation that almost turns into a contagion as it gets worse. And that's what Neil Kashkari, president of the of the Minneapolis Fed, was talking about just yesterday. He, he sees this as, as very, very problematic, <laughs> to, to, say it, to say it nicely, um, moving forward. You know, Kirk, I, I'm looking at some numbers here, and – this is this is what doesn't make sense to me because we start seeing this um, global economic decline. But one of the numbers is that up to forty five percent of independent restaurants could not pay their July rent. The number of independent restaurants that couldn't pay their rent jumped by seven percent in July. Nearly half of the independent restaurants, forty five percent, could not afford their rent and are going out of business and closing doors, which means that people are getting laid off. We're seeing multiple different large-sized businesses downsizing 10%, 15%, 25%. But then on July 28th, you have Janet Yellen coming out and saying the economy is transitioning towards a steady, sustainable growth. How delusional are these people? Well, they're they're quite delusional. Um, I mean, they, they, they really are. If, if you look at other people who are not politicians, like, um, for example, look at, oh, some of the big hedge fund managers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull one up right now. So Bill Ackman, um, he is the CEO of Pershing Square Capital Management, multi-billionaire, right? So he just, uh, yesterday called for further rate hikes, and he warns of persistently higher rates ahead. So how can somebody who's a business person, an investor, as a multi-billionaire investor, one of the largest hedge funds around, um, be so diametrically opposed to Janet Yellen? Well, Janet Yellen has, has been proven to be exceptionally incompetent on some of her statements yeah. lately, but they're very politicized, right? Where his are not politicized, his is just reality for his investors saying, look, we're going to have persistently high, not just high, but ongoing high interest rates for a while because they don't see the inflationary pressures going away. So, so inflation has now become the buzzword that I think they're going to have to tackle during the next election cycle. And this is why Janet Yellen is actually changing the definition of words like recession. You can't say the R word during an election year because people aren't going to be reelected. So the recession has now been changed to in an innocuous type sentence saying we're, we're actually in a transitory period of slower growth. <laughs> okay, they're not saying the R word, but, right. they, but it's where we are. Kirk, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back with more Dr. Kirk Elliott here with the Dr. Light Show. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using 
promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. Right, we are back with the Dark Delight Show. We're talking to Dr. Kirk Elliott about the state of the economy, about inflation. Kirk, we have this uh, this bill that is being proposed by Congress called the Inflation Reduction Act, which is nothing more to me than this bill that is putting spending towards green, quotation marks around that, energy, and uh, climate change. But uh, Yahoo Finance, uh, Akito Fujita, posted this article saying the Inflation Reduction Act would lead to $1,800 in savings for average households analysis fines. This comes after they're saying that Americans are saving, you know, $75 at the pump right now because of Joe Biden's policies on oil, which, I mean, he cost us $150 more a month in gas because of his policies, and he's saving us $75, and they're looking at that as a good thing. What's your thought on this Inflation Reduction Act? Well, I don't think it's going to amount to a hill of beans of difference. Basically, it looks like they're just taking out some of the spending provisions that were in the Affordable Care Act and, you know, taking them away from that. But but when they put in clean energy stuff, that's always going to cause oil and gas prices to go up because of new environmental standards and everything else. So so I think the the, the ramifications of slowing down inflation um, – they're not going. It's not going to work. It's going to cause some things to go up. Granted, then maybe they're going to slow down their spending on some of the Affordable Care Act garbage that that unnecessarily uh, cost a bunch of printing of money. Um, but when they shift it to clean energy, I mean, the reality is we're still in a petrol-based world, right? And so all these environmental standards, 
um, EPA standards, things that they're wanting to invest in, is just they're going to still cost money, and it's going to cause the thing that we still use a lot to go up in price. I don't see how it's going to. It might maybe over time it helps clean up energy a little bit, right? But but for prices, no. It's actually going to probably have the opposite effect. Well, and that's what we would expect to see with raising inflation. Inflation now. Inflation is one thing, and in really the curve inflation, you have to put the brakes on in the economy. You have to slow down the economy. You have to slow down consumer spending. You have to bring the money back in. Um, but that's not what we're seeing. I'm looking at the market, and the market reaction to the reports last week, to what the Fed's doing in raising the rates, this doesn't make any sense at all. Typically, if this was a decade ago, and the Fed came out and raise 75 basis points, the inflation rate, we would have a market decline. And that decline would would last with a sell-off for weeks until it began the rebound and people began getting a little consumer confident when the prices came down a little bit in the stocks. But that's not what we're seeing. We're seeing one day of decline and then a market rally for weeks. What is going on with the market? So it's all messaging. Right. So you've got mainstream media, CNNs of this world, CNBCs, you know, when when the Fed is raising rates, here's the story. So raise rates three quarters of a point. And you're right. Throughout the history of time until the last two rate hikes, when you raise rates, it impacts the markets in a negative way. Um, but why have the last two times the stock market gone up on the day of those those rate hikes? Well, it's because here's the messaging. Oh, the Fed is raising rates three-quarters of a point, America. They're really aggressive on fighting inflation, and they're going to win. And so that's the messaging is people think, ooh, cool. They're getting really aggressive on fighting inflation. Look at how much they're raising rates. And then, you know, in pretty short order after that, people come to their senses, and they think, wait a second. I couldn't afford to pay my bills uh, last week. Now that rates are going up, I'm really not going to be able to afford to pay my bills. And and reality sets in. But there's always this knee-jerk reaction. And, and it's and it's funny, the messaging. It's like taking away the R word, right, by Janet Yellen and, and not even calling it a recession anymore. Um, it, it's people listening to the mainstream media news, hearing that raising rates is actually good if they raise them a lot, because that means that the Fed is really aggressive on fighting inflation. Well, it's all just a bunch of hogwash marketing messaging. It, when, when we're in debt up to our eyeballs, here's the reality. At the consumer level, at the municipal government level, at the state government level, the federal level, corporate America, we're in debt up to our eyeballs. You start raising rates, it's going to pinch anybody who carries any debt, which is most of America. Right. And what is this? I saw that um, household debt um, has risen to like one point or 17 trillion or something like this. This is just astronomical numbers. But I think that we're coming into a point in time with the the fall, the uh, the end of 2022. And I have a feeling that things are not going to go good after November. And it seems like the Democrats um, and the globalists are just trying to prop up the economy for the time being to get through this next election cycle, and then they'll just kind of pull that foundation out and just let it all collapse and usher in 
obviously a, a global economic collapse. Um, we're seeing silver and gold prices down, which I, I don't mind. I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I mean, they're they're down a little bit today, but since the Fed raised rates on Wednesday of last week, one week ago, uh, silver's up over five percent. I mean, this is that the pendulum has shifted, right? People are looking towards reality. I mean, that's. That's amazing, and a function of the inflationary pressures that, that we're seeing. And so, you know, I even I even heard a story uh, yesterday morning about an article, it was a research paper, that the Fed is going to slow down their, their interest rates or possibly not even do that the rest of the year because what they've already done is work. It's like, okay, they're saying that because people with a lot of debt and, and higher payments are not going to look kindly on that when they vote. Right. So so here's the story. They're going to slow down that. But they can't because if they slow down the interest rate hike, then inflation goes through the roof and you've got much higher prices. Well, people are going to be paying higher prices. They're going to be have more debt. Right. It's, it's like this horrible catch 22 for the politicians, you know, wanting to be reelected right now because they're beyond the point of really being able to fix it which is why more and more economists now are saying the only way that this can be fixed is if the markets collapse. And maybe, I don't know, I th- I'm with you. They're going to do whatever they can to keep the markets afloat until the election. But I think that's the, un- that's the inevitable um, outcome is I-, I think the markets just collapse. They have to let it because it's way too expensive to keep them propped up. I agree. And, and they're spending probably – billions of trillions that keep this market manipulated the way it is which means then that gold and silver could have a massive rally by the end of the year yeah massive i mean this is when whenever you've seen market collapses in the past look at 2000 look at 2009 um you know you see gold and silver just start to spike and do really really well as a flight for quality, as, as a safe haven, because what always follows those those market corrections is is cheap credit. People they print money out of thin air to try to keep things stimulated. That's very inflationary. I mean, there's a cause and effect to every everything, right? The the net effect of raising raising rates to slow down the inflation that they're creating, and I mean it's just this vicious cycle that they can't get out of is going to cause gold and silver to continually skyrocket. See, gold and silver are also very politically oriented, too. The more chaos, the more geopolitical conflict we have causes gold and silver to go up as well. Then, following two years of COVID, um, you've got supply chain disruptions on the silver side because it's a manufacturing metal. I mean, no matter how you look at it, it's hard to poke any hole in the case for much, much higher gold and silver. And this is uh, us as wise and prudent investors. Our goal is to minimize risk, maximize the return. When it's hard to poke holes in it, it means it's probably really uh, about as risk-less of an investment that you can have compared to all the other choices that you have. Yep. And, you know, I'm looking at what's happening right now with Taiwan and China, Pelosi, and I think that this could be potentially the catalyst that uh, that brings about this black swan event. Um, mm-hmm. I, I got a few theories on it, but if China invades Taiwan within the next 30 days, what are your predictions for the economy? 
Oh my. Um, I, I think you're going to see kind of like export restrictions coming from China. I think you're going to see prices go through the roof. They'll probably shut down some ports over there, so we're not going to be getting imports that would come in anyways, thus diminishing supply even more and prices will go through the roof. But whenever there's geopolitical conflict, that does cause gold and silver to go through the roof. The problem that we have with China is that they're the manufacturing superpower of the world, right? Probably about 60% of everything we consume globally is coming out of China. So, so this will have major impacts as possibly supply chain disruptions get intensified, shutting down the port so logistically things can't get to where they're supposed to go. They're going to be reallocating their own resources to fund the war machine over there. I mean, it's, it's, it's very problematic, and they're already capital constrained. They're shutting down banks. They're withholding Chinese citizens from making withdrawals out of their bank accounts. I mean, their economy is in shambles, but it should be, right? I mean, when you think about it, when, when most manufacturing in the world happens there, and you're coming off of two years of COVID and not many people were buying stuff, they finally hit the point of critical mass, and now it's very problematic. I, I mean, I see the markets getting hit hard, inflation persisting because of what's happening in China and Taiwan. Agreed. Kirk, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to see you tonight on the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. Uh, we're going to give Kirk's contact information right here after the break. Kirk, thank you so much for uh, your expert opinion. We'll talk to you here next week on the Dark Delight Show. Take care, Kirk. Sounds we'll be right good. Back we'll with, talk soon. All right. We'll be back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. So tired that I couldn't even sleep. So many secrets I couldn't keep. Promise myself I wouldn't leave. One more promise I couldn't keep. It seems no one can help me now. I'm in too deep. There's no way out. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight Show. If you guys are interested in working with Dr. Kirk Elliott, I'm telling you, he's absolutely amazing. Uh, my family works with him. I work with him. Uh, I send all my friends to him. Um, I was just talking to, to Bob here at YSL. You know, we have uh, thousands upon thousands of subscribers that work with him as well. And so if you want to give him a call, his team a call, all you have to do is call. If nobody answers, you just leave a voicemail. It's really easy. And that's 720-605-3900. 720-605-3900. And give them a call. Make sure you say, hey, I, I heard you from the Dark Delight Show, Josh Reed, Red Pill Project, whatever. But you don't have they're not, they're not gonna pressure you, they're not gonna tell you, hey, look, you know, let's let's get this rolling, let's move this fast, right? They're just gonna talk to you. They're gonna give you some consulting on your financial situation. They're gonna tell you what the market's going to look like and where you potentially could be. And so if you have like that old 401k, you're over 58 years old, whatever, you have that old 401k from a former employer that's no longer being managed or it is being managed and you're still paying for it and you want to move that out. Or if you have like those IRAs that you started a long time ago and they're mixed in, you know, biopharma and tech stocks and stuff like that. I'm telling you right now, and this isn't financial advice, but this is my opinion that those are not the things that you want to be in, in the next few months, because this economy is going to take a tumble downward. 
and you want to be diversified within a portfolio that's going to have some level of growth in it. And, and I've been in the financial industry. So to give you guys a little background, I'm 10 years United States military, I got out, I worked in marketing, consulting, cybersecurity, tech, and financial. I did a lot of consulting on the marketing side in the financial industries, working with some of the largest um, life insurance and uh, some of the largest various different financial institutions in the world on a marketing consulting level. So I got to see all their analytics, their numbers. I got to see kind of what was happening in the back end. Um, And I had to go out and get educated on how the markets really work as well as I've been a day trader, a day trader and swing trader since 2010. So I understand the markets really well. And I'm telling you, this is... Um, what we're seeing right now is unbelievable. This None of this makes any sense, and the markets are going to have to react to it. So when we look at it, you want to protect your financial future. We don't want a repeat of 2008 where 60, 70, 80-year-old couples who are retired have to go back to work and work at Walmart to pay the bills. We want to be able to secure our financial future and hit those uptrends when the market takes a dump in those things that are going to move. And I'm telling you right now, that's gold and silver. And it never hurts to have gold and silver because it's always one of those things that you can take and exchange quickly for cash if you need it, especially having the bullion at home other than the paper gold and silver. Um, so if you're interested to work with Dr. Kirk Elliott, The website to go to is getgoldtoday.com, getgoldtoday.com, or give them a call, 720-605-3900. And even if it's just a little, I'm telling you, buy some. I'm buying uh, weekly 10-ounce bars. 10-ounce bars, it's like like a few hundred bucks. 10-ounce bars weekly. So you get four of those a week, and you're getting 40 ounces a month. It's well worth the money because that investment is an investment in your future with an incoming economic decline. Um, Now, let's talk about this because I want to set the scenario up for you of what's happening in the world. Now, we've talked about the Russia-Ukraine component and how Russia is really acting weak in Ukraine when incredibly strong. Now, NATO is playing a proxy war against Russia because they don't want Russian incursion into Eastern Europe and the reclaiming of the old Soviet states. Um, Now we have China's forward aggression towards Taiwan. This is something that we've talked about on this show, on all of our episodes. This is one thing that we've mentioned over and over and over and over again, that all these things were going to happen. All these things were going to begin to unravel. Now... I want you to look at the scenario that just played out. China comes out and calls out Nancy Pelosi, says they're going to shoot down her plane if she enters Taiwanese airspace. Now, this makes the United States look weak if the United States decides not to send Pelosi there. By the way, she didn't have the White House approval to go. She just made her own decision. But it makes the United States look weak. No, so the United States military is incredibly weak right now. I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm former veteran. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm a veteran, uh, former military member. I can tell you by looking at our our strategic position of how the military has been unfolding, all the the vaccine adverse reactions, Project Silas, the amount of people being ejected, the recruiting rates, um, our readiness stance. The military is not in good shape. 
And so the United States had to act strong when really weak with Nancy Pelosi after China's blind threat. China is incredibly strong militaristically, especially within the South China Sea. With that being said, when China makes a threat like that, they have to come back and reiterate that threat. So if they make this threat and they don't do anything, China has to respond back with some form of strength. Now, this is what I want you to see. China needed a reason to go into Taiwan. They needed some type of catalyst event to basically kick off the invasion of Taiwan. Now, if you remember, there's a leaked audio for Jennifer Zhen, Lewd Media, and the Chinese generals within the Guangdong province, which is a coastal province in China, were talking about an invasion of Taiwan before November of 2022, how they had already paid off all the politicians. Everything was all ready to go. They were going to use Yahweh, which is one of the big telecommunication companies controlled by the CCP, to basically take over all communications on the island, invade the island, have very, very minimal death. The military was going to be left to just fend for themselves, and they would take out any U.S. naval or military assets that resisted them. And this was from the leaked audio. And all of a sudden, we see China make this blind threat towards Nancy Pelosi. Now, the Democrats, the liberals here in the United States of America, they are bought and sold to the Chinese Communist Party. Joe Biden, bought and sold by the Chinese Communist Party. Hunter Biden, we know this already. He works directly with the CCP, takes money directly from the CCP. We have Eric Huawei, who was sleeping with Fang Fang, who was a Chinese spy, who slept with multiple other Democrat congressmen and senators. We have Senator Feinstein, whose personal driver of 30 years was a Chinese spy. And the fact that she, oh, I didn't know he was a... Chinese spy? Yes, you did. The reason why he was your spy and he sat in your limo and took you from place to place is because you were sitting there telling him day in and day out everything he needed to know. And so that's just three Democrats who were compromised by the Chinese Communist Party. And it's no surprise that Nancy Pelosi is as well. Now think about this. If the Chinese Communist Party has Nancy Pelosi compromised, under their thumb. Then Nancy Pelosi knows that they're not going to shoot her plane out of the sky. That all China has to do is make this blind threat. Hey, we're going to shoot Nancy's plane out of the sky. Don't do it, United States. Don't do it, the United States. Nancy knows they're not going to shoot him down. This is the catalyst event. She flies into Taiwan. She now gives China the reason to invade Taiwan after she leaves. Now China can go in after they leave. So what's going to happen is Pelosi will leave. The United States Navy, the four different ships that are there, will sail away, get two days away. China is running four days of drills. The four days of drills are encircling Taiwan. They're running. They're launching missiles over the island. Immediately after, the U.S. military, naval fleet, is at least a day and a half to two days away. China will begin, most likely begin, their attack runs on Taiwan, take the island within 12 hours. And they will blame the United States for that because of their forward aggression, because of their ignoring of Chinese one China policy. 
And when this happens, this will be the catalyst for the black swan event that we've all been talking about. And you have to, what Kirk Elliott said, China produces over 60% of global manufacturing. They produce the majority, over 87% of all shipping containers, um, all the infrastructure for shipping ports, the cranes, the heavy lift vehicles, and so forth, all that comes out of China. 83% of all shipping boats that ship around the world come out of China. 72% of the global chipset, including for infrastructure, critical infrastructure, military and defense, come out of Taiwan. The major shipping routes are all within that South China Sea, Singapore, so forth, are all within that area. So if China invades Taiwan, they immediately control global supply chain. Immediately, at least 82% of global supply chain will be controlled by China immediately when they invade Taiwan. Not only that, is the United States will have less than six months of chipsets, of chips, microchips, left in order to progress forward and update all their equipment. You're not going to have cars. You're not going to have um, appliances. You're going to have um, massive supply chain and infrastructure decline. So what NATO will do, right, these NATO nations, what they're going to do is they're going to come out and they're going to say, we're going to put sanctions on China. But they're not going to work because China will control the global supply chain. It's very similar to what's happening right now in Russia. The United States and NATO nations come out and issue sanctions on Russia. Russia goes and backs the ruble upon gold and then basically withholds gas from Europe and uh, the, in South Af- North Africa. And then Europe and North Africa are forced to take in or pay for their, pay for their gas in the ruble allowing Russia to get around the sanctions. The same thing will happen in China with a supply chain, which means sanctions won't work. We're going to talk more about this here in a minute when we come back with a more Dark Delight Show. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it 
by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. <laughs> I like that music. That's great coming back music. War pigs. That's right. Because you know what? Witches are gathered at their masses. That is the truth right now. And, you know, what we're seeing is we're seeing a global transition, a global power transition. Now, when we started to look at this, we know that the Agenda 2030 World Economic Forum, the globalists, the elitists, these people who are eugenicists and Nazis who are perpetuating this agenda onto the global society that they have their own idea of what a one-world government will look like. And this is a techno-fascist, oligarchical-controlled new world order with a small group of elitist bankers, oligarchs, in control of all the policy, of all the laws, and, and the dictation of how governments are ran around the world. Well, I think a while back, certain countries looked at this and said, you know what, I, I don't want a knife in my back when this new world order comes. I don't want to be thrown out of my position of power and then, you know, given to the lions and fed to the lions. I don't want my people in my country to lose their sovereignty. So I think what you had is you had these countries, superpowers, global superpowers, start to come together and say, hey, look, you know, these globalists, they're, they're kind of crazy. They're, they're killing off the world population with their eugenics agenda. Maybe we should uh, stand up and stop them. Well, how do we do that? Well, we utilize their same plan of implementation. We go out there. We create a scenario where we can control the global supply chain, where we can control global shipping routes, where we can control militaristic power. We can degrade the power stronghold on the world by declining the United States through systematic repetition of of social, cultural, political, militaristic, academic destabilization by releasing certain and various bioweapons into their countries and by paying off their politicians. And when the United States begins to crumble, the other NATO nations are basically sitting ducks. And then they form their own economic alliances like the BRICS nations. The BRICS nations right now come together. You have Turkey probably going to leave NATO and join the BRICS nations. They're forming an economic alliance, a new Silk Road. And after this, it'll be a militaristic alliance that will counteract NATO. So now we're going to have access and allies all over again. But this time, the United States is not going to be the hero of the world. They're not ready for it. They're not capable to fight a dual-fronted war. And if any nation in this world goes against China and Russia allied, they will lose. 
China and Russia are stronger than you could ever imagine. Right now. I, I, don't, I don't sound like a patriot. I'm not like, oh, America, let's go, America. Listen, nobody's going to invade America at this moment. They don't need to. America is on a systematic decline right now from the policies of the Biden administration, from the infiltration of this country through radicalism, of the leftist radicalism, through the open border policies, to the selling of our land, farmland, to private industry and to foreign nations. We're doing that ourselves. We don't have to worry about an invasion. The invasion's already happened. But we can't fight China in the South Pacific. We can't fight Russia in Eastern Europe. And we definitely can't fight both of them at the same time, even with NATO's help. We will lose miserably. This, we're not no longer talking about radicalized fundamentalists living in cave, caves with AK-47s for 20 years who gave us a run for our money. We are talking about two of the most highly advanced nuclear superpowers on this planet that have technologies that rival our own. We're not ready for that. China knows that. Russia knows that. And they are utilizing it against us within public policy, within supply and critical infrastructure, And they've been practicing asymmetrical warfare this whole time by playing the Biden administration, by allowing them to succumb to their own radicalism, by perpetuating this agenda through the propagation outlet. CNN, MSNBC, even Fox News. So I think what's going to happen next, and this is my theory, this is my opinion, is we're going to see Nancy Pelosi, I think she probably already left, is we'll see the U.S. Navy begin to taper off. They'll go um, get about a day or two days out. And the reason I say that is because Navy ships travel really slow. Um, Even submarines, they they don't travel that fast, which means that it takes days to go... A lot of miles. Well, once the U.S. Navy gets days away, they know that their attack run on Taiwan will probably take less than 12 to 24 hours. So if they're if the U.S. military assets are 12 to 24 miles away and they can neutralize the other U.S. military assets that are already within Taiwan within that time frame, we're really without even firing a shot then they are going to make their attack run. Now, they're on four days of drills that are flying fighter jets over the island of Taiwan. They're shooting missiles over the island of Taiwan. And they've already mobilized the majority of their military, over, I think, 40 battalions, 140,000 troops to the coastal provinces. This isn't military drills. This is an invasion. And they're getting ready to do it because Nancy Pelosi just gave them the reason. And she was a part of their plan. They knew that Nancy would go to Taiwan. They knew that Nancy understood that she wasn't going to be shot down. I mean, that's an act of war. That's that's nuclear war right there. If you shot down Nancy Pelosi's plane. 
She knew they weren't going to do that, and China knew they weren't doing that. They were bluffing. But they did that bluff because they understood the militaristic stance the United States had to take. They understood that Nancy Pelosi is one of their puppets and probably is going to do what, she, what they tell her to do. And she just gave them the catalyst to invade Taiwan. Which means that if China invades Taiwan here in the near future, I don't know if it's going to be in the next day, two days, three days, four days, five weeks, two weeks. I do believe it'll happen before the November 2022 election. But when they do, because it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when right now. When they do, that is going to be your black swan event. That is going to be your financial black swan event that we've all been talking about, thinking about, and worried about. The markets will react incredibly negatively when that occurs because the global supply chain will begin to be controlled directly by China. Shipping routes, shipping lanes, everything. Guys, if you're interested in this, we're going to be talking about more of this tonight on the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We're going to be talking to Dr. Kirk Elliott first, and then we're going to talk a lot about this. Uh, please go visit that at redpills.tv. That's at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Other than that, much love, respect, God bless you guys. You guys take care. We're going to see you tomorrow on another episode of the Dark Delight Show. Have a good night.